Here's a nice little day after Selection Sunday batch of gifts for you. Four region-by-region podcast episodes piled up in your podcast feed. Hope you like it. Enjoy. GP and I had a lot of fun with it. A reminder, CBS Sports HQ is where you want to continue to watch to get all of the coverage with the NCAA tournament. Coach interviews, I'll be on there every single day, morning, afternoon, and night, breaking down games, talking about stories at the NCAA tournament, breaking news with coaching hirings, all that stuff. So be sure you are streaming CBS Sports HQ all week long and throughout the rest of the NCAA tournament. Hey there, it's Gary Parish. It's Monday, March 15, 2021. Welcome back to the CBS Sports Eye on College Basketball Podcast, where we sometimes discuss camel fighting, dodo birds, and leaky black. Matt Norlander is here with me, and like we promised on the previous episode, we're going to be doing short episodes on each region in this NCAA tournament. That's the West, the East, the South, and the Midwest. And we're going to start in the top left corner of your bracket, with the West region where Gonzaga, no surprise, is the number one overall seed. Deadleg, I love Gonzaga being the number one overall seed. There's no argument really for anybody else. But I hate this region. I'm disgusted by this region. (laughs) Okay. I think I know why, but why don't you lay out why? It looks like the selection committee just said, let's find everybody from a power conference. Gonzaga's already beat by double digits and throw them in there. You know... So I didn't I, – I picked up on the Iowa and the Kansas factor. I didn't – the Virginia one just didn't click with me for whatever reason. And to be clear, like, whatever, transparency. We are doing this one still late on Selection Sunday. I'll, I'll be curious to see if it's what technically, we're – It's technically Monday, March 15th. That's right. I'll be curious to see if other people pick up on this becomes a thing. I'm with you. You know what? I'm with you. I, I feel as though the committee probably could have – tinkered with the bracket and still kept its principles there and just not had so many repeat opponents. That's all. Um, I, I just, you know, I would have preferred a little more variety here. So because of that, now I do actually, I like a number of these matchups here, but specifically as it pertains to Gonzaga and the three most likely teams it could face, we've already seen these movies. To be fair, they, they can't play both Kansas and Iowa. And one of them is going to eliminate the other before we get there. But they could end up playing Virginia in the Sweet 16, a team they've already beaten by double digits, and then either Iowa or Kansas in the Elite Eight, a team that they've already beaten by double digits. That's that's stupid. <laughs> like, I want to see Gonzaga do other things. I've seen Gonzaga do this thing. I know. But does it become... Does this make it more or less likely that Gonzaga gets out of the region? I mean, who knows? I don't know. But, like, I've already seen them beat Iowa's brains in. i already seen them beat Kansas' brains in. i already seen them beat Virginia's brain. I just didn't need to see that. Like, at the end of this, I guess this is what I'd – at the end of this, I wanted to be able to say, Gonzaga is your undefeated national champion with double-digit wins over Kansas – over Iowa, over Virginia, and then over a bunch of other schools. And now it's like Virginia's your – I mean, uh, Gonzaga's your uh, uh, first undefeated national champion since 1976. They got double-digit victories over Virginia, and then Virginia again, Kansas, and then Kansas again. It's just boring or, or, or not as exciting as it could be. Hey, show me fresh matchups. The idea that Gonzaga could have repeat opponents in the Sweet 16 and Elite Eight is a, is a failure in the process. I don't I don't disagree with that uh, at all. There um, and you know, poor Norfolk State or App State, they're going to get run. <laughs> like we don't know the line yet. 
come on now. Over under 35 points. Over. Got to got to take the over, right? Yeah, no, they 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 they'll be 35 over Missouri. Yeah. <laughs> I'm they're not going to be. Hold on, they're not going to be a 35 point favorite against Missouri. They, they they would really be. I bet there's something like 16. Yeah, they'll probably be somewhere in that realm. Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, that's that's certainly uh, that's certainly the case here. Let me. Uh, By let, the way, how absurd is that? That Gonzaga is going to be a 16 point something like that favorite in the round of 32 over a power conference school. Uh, the eight and nine game is Oklahoma Missouri, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting. Like Oklahoma. Missouri are flawed. That's how they ended up in the 8-9 game. If you're a power conference team in the 8-9 game, you, you're flawed. But both of those teams have big wins on, on their resumes. Like Missouri has beaten Illinois, Oregon, Arkansas, Tennessee, Alabama. That's a little scary. Like when you're the number one overall seed and you're running into a team that, sure, they ain't beat in the second round, perhaps. They ain't beat you but, man, they beat a lot of really good teams. I mean, they beat Alabama is a two seed. Illinois is a one seed. Arkansas is a three seed. That's that's interesting. It, no, it definitely is interesting. Both of those teams have proven that they have the ability to get a win there. I'm going to provide you with some TV tip times here for the first round. Your channel and everything. You know I got you. I got you all the way. Gonzaga, Norfolk State, that's going to be a Saturday tip at 920 at night on TBS. The Oklahoma-Missouri game will be before that on TNT 725 for Oklahoma-Missouri. They're going to play at Lucas Oil Stadium. Uh, they are on the north end of it. Um, Gonzaga, by the way, is going to play at Bankers Life Fieldhouse. So uh, let's, let's do a little talking and a little picking here. I would... This is the 8-9 game that I had the most pause over. I'm going to take Oklahoma, but I'm not happy about it. This is every freaking tournament, Parrish. There's an 8-9 game that makes me just just recoil in disgust, and it's this one because I'm convinced the game, whoever I pick, I'm going to pick wrong. So I'm going to take Oklahoma. Everyone, run, run, take Missouri. Oklahoma 1-5 and in its past six games with the lone win being over Iowa State. So when I say Oklahoma had big wins, just like Missouri had big wins, it's true. Oklahoma also beat Alabama. Uh, They beat Texas. They beat West Virginia twice. But one in five, um, five past six games. Lone went over Iowa State, hadn't been playing well. That's how they ended up in this stupid 8-9 game. Remember at the uh, Reveal show on television, CBS, America's Most Watched Network, Network of Stars, they were they were top four seed. Mm-hmm. And then it just it bottomed out on them pretty bad. So both these teams are flawed, but both these teams have shown the ability for, you know, upsets to beat somebody that is now on the one line or the two line or the three line. So that, that makes that interesting. I, I took Missouri in my bracket over Oklahoma, if only because, again, I, I don't I don't love it. But Missouri – and Missouri hasn't been playing great. But Missouri has been playing better than Oklahoma, and I'll just trust that, I guess. Yeah. I, I just It's just a total coin flip as far as I'm concerned. I'm not that uh, – I'm not that in on it. Can't let, let's get to this 512. Uh, I, uh, there are so many people that are on Santa Barbara that I'm taking Creighton as a, as a default. Do you ever do that, by the way? Just like It just seems like there's too many people on a certain game. I'm just not going to join that party. Winthrop Villanova, which we'll get to on a separate pod, also feels like this. Santa Barbara's been awesome. Creighton, 
I mean, holy crap, Parrish. Rightfully so. Everyone made uh, such a big deal out of Georgetown winning the way to the, in the Big East tournament final, and that was awesome. Creighton looked like garbage, man. Like, they looked terrible. You have every right to pick UCSB in this game, and I will not fault you. I'm just going to pick the better team. Like, Creighton is better than UCSB. Everyone wants the 12 over 5. I... I lean Blue Jays in this one because of that. This is a 3.30 True TV special at Lucas Oil on Saturday afternoon. Now, Creighton has three quad three losses on the resume. They lost to Marquette, 80th at Ken Palm, Butler, 115th at Ken Palm, um, Providence, 76th at Ken Palm. Right now, UC Santa Barbara sitting at 69th at Ken Palm. So the, this is true. Creighton has lost to three teams worse than than UC Santa Barbara. Now, Creighton is still favored in this game. I think you're right. Creighton is the better team. But if I had to take a flyer somewhere in a 12-5 situation, this is one of the places I wanted to do it. I took UC Santa Barbara. You did. Um, I stayed up and watched the Gauchos beat UC Irvine. Uh, kind of exercise a demon there. And cer- certainly a, a game that will get a lot of attention there. And I, th- and I I do think it's got a good chance of being close. If Marcus Zagorowski can show up and play well, I, he is clearly the the biggest key to them winning, not the only key, but the biggest key. Santa Barbara's 69th at Ken Palm. It's lost once since December 28th there. It's forte um, is a little more offense than defense, but it doesn't excel in anything. It's highest rated stat and on all of Ken Palm is its offensive block percentage. It just doesn't give up many block shots. That's the number one thing that it does. Uh, it also defensively, um, it, it does a good job at at keeping teams from shooting three-pointers, and so that's where this gets interesting because Creighton, of course, uh, offensive-oriented, top 15 team in the country, and likes to take it's you know it likes to take a lot of three-pointers there. So it basically comes down to will UCSB be able to get Creighton out of its offense or not? Maybe to a certain extent, uh, but I will ride with the Blue Jays, who prior to the loss to Georgetown did get a close win over UConn uh, to get to the to the Big East title game there. Uh, and previous to that, they beat Butler. But you know, I, I do think it's going to be close, but I'll ride with Creighton. The next game is uh, the 413 game. That's Virginia, Ohio. We talked about this on Sunday night's uh, podcast that reacted to the bracket in general. What's most interesting there is Ohio's got a real player, a possible pro in Jason Preston. And Virginia is like just isolated right now. Uh, the Cavaliers are in quarantine. Tony Bennett said, you know, their hope is that they come out of that on Thursday and then travel to Indianapolis on Friday. I don't believe every player is going to be able to go, but like they'll have enough to go play. And as we talked about, so we don't need to, we, we don't need to spend a lot of time on it here. Uh, that's just real complicated, you know, having not not doing anything for a week and then getting on a plane, practicing one time and then going playing you know, an Ohio team that, yes, is 16 and 7, Enemin Major, but they've got a real player and they're capable. Remember, very early in the season, Ohio played Illinois tight. So yeah. that's just the, 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 the circumstances surrounding that possible game uh, make it more interesting than it otherwise probably would be. And let's don't rule out this as well. You know, Virginia could be replaced in the bracket if they get further issues on Monday or Tuesday. But if those further issues don't pop up till Wednesday or Thursday, then it's possible Virginia could be pulled out of the bracket and Ohio 
just go straight into the round of 32. So that that's one of the more interesting places in the bracket simply because there's there's a whole lot of stuff going on there. This is a 7:15 TNT game. They're going to play this at Assembly Hall. I've got a great did you know you will not get this anywhere else. Jeff Bowles, Ohio coach, texted me on Sunday night. He said, get this. Bennett Vanderplas, who plays for Ohio, he is a junior, he's a 6'8 guy, starter, really good three-point shooter. He is named after Tony Bennett, Virginia coach. These teams are going to meet. He said, Bennett's dad, Dean, played with Tony at Green Bay and named his son after him. That's kind of cool, right? What a sweet story. I think what that's a sweet story. Cool. I think you will hear that on the telecast if those teams wind up meeting on Saturday on TNT. There's a 100% chance you're going to hear that on the telecast. Hey, by the way, how about how about this dude playing ball with Tony Bennett? This doesn't surprise me, by the way. Tony carries just you know a tremendous reputation, but he's like, you know, I'm going to name my son after that guy I played hoops with. This is like you know 18, 19 years ago. This is this is before Tony Bennett gets to Virginia, by the way. I don't. It's before Tony Bennett has Clay Thompson. Like this is before the shine. So that's yeah, a good little nugget. Okay, so we're we're both taking Virginia there. Oh yeah. I, I now I hesitate a little bit, but I took Virginia. Yes. Okay, the next game is going to be the winner of Wichita State and Drake. They're in the first four against USC. Uh, we talked about this on the Sunday night podcast. I don't think Wichita State should have been in. Um, sixty. I got 67 of 68. It took me 12 minutes to do it. The one team I missed on is I had Wichita State out and Louisville in. Uh, the committee had Louisville out and Wichita State in. I'll take Drake to beat Wichita State, and then I'll take USC to beat – Drake and advance to the round of 32. Yeah, I'm going to, I mean, you got to take USC in the spot, no matter who the opponent is. I'm just, I'm too big on them. Uh, first four TV heads up on this, by the way, Drake versus Wichita state will be the first of the two games with that large teams. This will be a Thursday night, 627 TBS tip. They're going to play that game in Mackey arena. I also am going to take Drake, uh, I just got to, and they should have Tank Hemphill back. Drake's been good. Not only this, a reminder, I know I mentioned this on the pod once or twice. It wasn't just that Drake had a good record. Drake was freaking ridiculous against the spread. I think UConn's the only team in the tournament this year that was better against the spread than Drake. We agree. I will take Drake to win, and then this game will be played Saturday. All these games, remember, left side, right side of the bracket either Friday or Saturday, it's it's uh, very symmetrical. So all these games, it's actually going to be kind of cool to watch it play out like that. This is a 4.30 TNT tip. USC will play the winner of that game in Bankers Life Fieldhouse. Moving down, you got third seeded Kansas against Eastern Washington. We don't need to spend much time on that, do we? long as Kansas shows up and is healthy to play, they're going to handle that. You know what? Uh, you get yourself into some trouble with that. I kind of feel like they Eastern Washington might have a shot. You know, is, is Kansas going to be at full strength? You know, is it going to have its entire roster available? Eastern Washington ranks 110th at Ken Palm. Uh, it certainly likes to run. Uh, really good foul shooting team. Good team inside the rim. I'm going to take Kansas, but I kind of get the sense that this might be a little bit closer than we might think. This, by the way, is a game at I. They're sending Kansas off to IUPUI Farmers Coliseum. I don't blame them for a 314. This is going to be. This is the first game in this region period. It's a 115 tip on Saturday on TBS. Next game, moving down, number seven seed Oregon, tenth seeded VCU. I thought Oregon would probably be underseeded. I'm not sure that they actually are. You know, that, 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 that's, that's maybe about where they should be. Um, but I would still take them over VCU. 
This is the last tip of the first round. This is 9.57 scheduled at Farmer's Coliseum on TNT. Uh, our buddy Evan Washburn will be on the, uh, on the, I say on the sideline, he will not be standing on the sideline. I believe he will be on some sort of elevated platform there. I did not even hesitate. I said this on HQ. VCU's had a nice season. It's deserving to get in. I, it was in with ease. Parrish, I, would, I always love when that final tip of the first round, I love when we get that last game, give us a good one. I like I like Oregon by like 15 here. I don't even think it's going to be close. They're such a better team there. So unfortunately, I will take the Ducks and the last tip of that uh, first round is I don't expect it to be competitive. And then the last first round game in the West region, uh, second seeded Iowa against the 15th seed Grand Canyon. You riding with Bryce Drew here? Confirmed that Scott Drew cares that his brother made the NCAA tournament. I knew he would. He loves his brother. I actually sent him a text and said, do you care? And then he responded, LOL, yes, I care, with a smiley face emoji. And then I put it on Twitter. <laughs> People loved it. This, I would love this to be a good game. Um, run like an antelope out of control, all that good stuff. But I'm just, I, I'm not seeing it. This is a 625. This is the game that kind of sneaks right in on Saturday before, like, the primetime window really gets rolling. It's 625 TBS tip. This is also uh, IUPUI Farmers Coliseum. I will take Iowa. All right, so that's all the first-round games in the West region, and we're going to work through the rest of that bracket here in a second. But first, let me remind you about our bracket challenge game. Have you signed up yet? CBSSports.com slash brackets. That's CBSSports.com slash brackets. We are both going to have brackets in there. You should too. And the winner gets a prize. What's the prize? I have no idea. It's not in my notes. I double-check. I don't know. But it's a prize. And it'll be a surprise, and people like surprises. So go register, cbssports.com slash brackets. And while you're there, understand that you can also create your own group to compete against friends and then fill out your bracket, and you'll have a chance to win a Nissan Rogue and a trip to the 2022 Final Four. So if you're not registered already, go get registered. You can do it on the CBS Sports app or at cbssports.com slash brackets at cbssports.com slash brackets. Okay, dead leg. So uh, we both uh, had a few differences in the first-round matchups, but let's play it this way going forward. What does your Sweet 16 look like? I've got Gonzaga against Virginia and Kansas against Iowa. Where are you different? I've got Gonzaga against Creighton because I'm kind of trying to split the difference as we record this podcast early on Monday morning. Uh, You know, who knows what the Virginia situation is going to be. You know, if it gets by Ohio and Creighton moves on, I'm going, I'm going reigning champs to, uh, to face off there. Bottom half, I've got, I've got USC over Kansas and I've got, I took Iowa over Oregon, but it made me hesitate. So Gonzaga versus the five or versus the four of Virginia. And then I've got the six Trojans going against second seed at Iowa. Uh, so I've got Gonzaga getting past Virginia for the second time, probably by double digits. <laughs> Thrilling. And then I've got Gonzaga in another rematch with Iowa in the Elite Eight. And then, of course, I've got Gonzaga going to the Final Four. What's your Elite Eight look like? Gonzaga. And USC, I actually, I went for it. I, I, I will ride with Evan Mobley, top three NBA pick, Tajidi, good long distance shooter. I had, I got to have a little chaos here. I was good enough. I was good enough to get out of this region period, but I want a little bit of funkiness. West coast flavor in the West region, Gonzaga versus USC in the elite eight. 
That would be terrific. You get Amanda Enfield back on national television nonstop. You got Evan Mobley, reigning Pac-12 player of the year, freshman of the year, and defensive player of the year. I don't know if we spent enough time. Like, that's not normal to just be all those things as a first-year player. Yeah, that's right. And by the way, if it is Gonzaga-USC, you could very well have two of the top three NBA picks facing off at each other in a regional final. Jalen Suggs, of course, being the other. And three lottery picks if you want to throw Corey Kispert in there as well. No doubt about I it. Ta- I would take that. My bra- How about this? I like your bracket more than I like mine. I'd rather watch yours than mine. I don't need to see Gonzaga, Iowa again. Why did they do this? You can see Ferris's face right now when he said that, by the way. It was just so casually dismissive. I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree. Why didn't somebody just – I mean, you got 10 people in the room, and they say, hey, guys, why didn't somebody do this? Listen, guys, we don't have Kentucky – we don't have Duke. We don't have Indiana. We don't have Arizona. We kicked Louisville out for no good reason. <laughs> Gonzaga is our story. So maybe we shouldn't create matchups that everybody's already seen for their Sweet 16 and Elite Eight. Maybe we should stay away from another Gonzaga, Virginia, and another Gonzaga, Iowa, and just give us something different. Like, again, I recognize there are bracketing principles, but like, the two seed, like, if you could put – and you wouldn't because Alabama's the the best number – I got it. I understand. I'm just saying I'd rather watch an Elite Eight game Gonzaga-Alabama than Gonzaga-Iowa. I mean, I'll get excited if it happens because it'll be Luca Garza and they still got all these shooters and you never know. I just hate the idea that Gonzaga might be asked to beat somebody they've already beaten in the Sweet 16 – and might be asked to beat somebody they've already beaten in the Elite Eight. My closing thought when we get out of here, almost every single year when the tournament is geographically across the country, the West region always suffers because there's not enough teams in the West. This was the one year where the West didn't have to be the worst, and they still screwed it up because you've got the rematch potentials. You've got Virginia and Kansas who still just have uncertainties about them. Creighton's coming off a terrible loss there. You know, this, unfortunately, we would agree we're doing this one first. First is the worst in terms of regions. This just has the least amount of compelling stuff to it because Gonzaga is the overwhelming favorite. Not that there can't be chaos. Of course there can. But heading in, this one offers the least amount of enticement of the four. Jim Morrison lied. Okay. Drop it on me. Didn't he say the West is the best? I, I actually don't know that off the top of my head. I feel like a lot of people have said the West is the best. But I you mean, might rhymes. not. I'm not a bit. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Not a Doors fan. Here's the thing. I don't think anybody ages as a Doors fan. I think everybody's a Doors fan between like 15 and 19. That, and then that's you, true. And then you go, you know what? They're not that good. Like like Jim Morrison as a character, you know, because he died early and he was a real rock star. And like he took that picture where he's like posing like Jesus or something. Mm-hmm. And like so you got that poster and you think the Doors are cool. And then you get a little older and you're like, not really that good. Nope. You leave the doors behind you. Zeppelin stays with you into your 20s, and Pink Floyd's there for life. Shouts to Devin Downey. Shouts to Chester South. That's one way to end the West region preview. Damn right it is. <laughs> Shouts to Chester, South Carolina. Shouts to Terry MF and Deagle. Legend. Shouts to Larnell. Thank you guys once again listening to the Iron College Basketball Podcast, middle of the dumbest pandemic of my lifetime. Oh, boy. My God. Variants. Variance is what we're dealing with now. If you haven't subscribed to the Island College Basketball Podcast, please go do it anyway. You subscribe to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts. We'd appreciate it. 
We'll talk to you again real soon. We got the East Region Preview coming up next. Until then, take care.